And it's important that we as the church lead the way. That we as Christians lead the way. And so this morning we're going to talk about this and we're going to deal with this topic of honor. And we, we live in a culture, sadly, where many live without honor. Uh, to give you an example, I have a pastor friend who he pastors a, a church down to Oklahoma City. And if I remember right, I think he's been to like 80 different countries uh, on mission trips and doing crusades and doing things like that. I think that's what I heard him say one time. And, and I remember it being at a round table where he was kind of leading the round table with the, uh, some younger pastors. We were around and we were able to kind of ask him questions and things like this. And, and I remember one of the questions um, they were talking about is you go to other nations. And, you know, you, you've been to, not, again, I think the number was 80. As you go to these other nations, you know, what, can you tell us about honor? Can you tell us about how you show honor in these different nations? Because how many you know that when you go to different nations and you go to different cultures, there's different ways of showing honor? For example, when you go to Korea, my pastor friend, I remember him saying some, some things that actually went back in my journal and read so I could write down for, for this today. Um, but when you meet someone in Korea, uh, it is, it is uh, uh, good to, to just slightly bow yourself below them. Don't, you, know, you, know, you ain't got to check out your shoes. You ain't got to go all the way to shoelaces, you know. Um, but just to slightly bow yourself just below them is a way of showing honor. Uh, he said that when you sh- shook hands... In this, in Korea, uh, you would shake hands and you would shake uh, hand, um, you know, and then you would grab as an honor. You grab the elbow or you grab the forearm of the person you're shaking hands with. Um, I remember as a Pentecostal growing up, a lady grabbing my whole body and just shaking me as she prayed with me. I remember that, and I thought, man, she's she's lost it. But no, apparently she's just showing me honor. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, you know, it, it, he was just talking about uh, uh, that, about how you showed honor. Um, in some of the other countries where you go, you, you never meet anyone new without bringing a gift. If you're going to someone's home, if you're going to, to a, a meeting with someone, you always brought a gift. It doesn't have to be an extravagant gift, but you always brought a gift. And the way that you gave this gift was very uh, interesting as well. You always gave the gift with two hands. And then they would always receive the gift with two hands. You never gave a gift with one hand because with one hand, it means I'm going to bless you in one way, but I've got something hiding in another. That's good. And then when you received that blessing, you'd receive it uh, with both hands, symbolizing I'm receiving this gift with everything that I am, not with prejudgment back behind. And so whenever you would show honor, you would, you would present a gift in such a way um, in other nations, you would never, ever lift up your feet, like put your feet, your feet up on a desk. Um, you know, you walk by and you see people with their feet up on the desk. Or you would never do that because the bottom of your feet are dirty, and the bottom of your feet, to show someone the bottom of your feet, meant that you were calling them dirty, and that was dishonorable. How many remember several years ago, back when President George W. Bush was in office, he was having a, uh, a press conference somewhere in a foreign nation, and during that press conference, someone picked up a shoe and threw at him. You all remember that? That wasn't just someone who was mad and couldn't find anything else to throw, so they grabbed a shoe. For in that nation, when they grabbed the bottom of their shoe and they showed you the bottom of the shoe, you were very, very dishonorable toward the person who you were showing the bottom of the shoe to. And not only was he showing the bottom of the shoe, but now he was hurling it toward our president. You all remember that? Yes. 
And so a way of honor and dishonor. And I remember sitting there, and I was wanting to ask the question, but I didn't, but another guy did, and that's what I was thankful for. If you're from another nation, and you're coming into America, what are ways that you show honor in America? You know, if so, if, if, I'm, if I'm in the Philippines, or I'm in Taiwan, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from, you know, I'm coming into the United States. How would I show honor? You know, what would be the way to show honor when you come into the United States? And I remember this pastor just kind of laughing, and he said, well, I think everybody knows that really don't matter here. Wow. What a statement. And this is a pastor's perspective. But you have to admit that we are living in a culture that for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, is really without honor. And, and I want to show you an example of a story when Jesus was actually limited to what he was able to do in his hometown because the people did not honor him. The person they should have been honoring the most was actually honored the least. Okay, so let me give you the context of the story in Mark chapter 6 is where we're going to be. And in Mark chapter 6, Jesus is returning to his hometown. Now, he's turning to the place where he was raised, not his birthplace. He's returning to the place where he was raised, where he grew up. And a year prior to this visit, uh, he was actually ran out of town by these people. They, th- th- his own people in his own hometown threatened to kill him. And so now for a year, he's gone on this teaching tour. Uh, he is, in, in this year, he's turned water into wine. He's raised the dead. He's opened blinded eyes. He's healed deaf ears. He's multiplied loaves and fishes to feed thousands. He even healed Peter's mother-in-law, which was, scholars tell us is why late, later Peter denied Christ. Um, <laughs> come on, that was a joke. That was funny. I'm just kidding. But Jesus in this year had went on this year teaching tour and all these things had happened. How I many you know that's a pretty good year? Yes. Yes. And in a year he comes back to his hometown and he actually couldn't do much because of their lack of honor and their lack of faith. Read it with me, Mark 6, 1 and 2. It says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him and that, that he even does miracles? And then in Mark 6, 3, <coughs> someone says, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. They said, isn't this that ordinary guy that we grew up with? I mean, you know, wasn't Jesus the kid in class that just annoyed everybody because the teachers always liked him and he always got 100s on his test? He was perfect, right? Isn't isn't this the guy that made your table and chairs, Sam? Isn't isn't this that guy? Then in Mark 6, verse 4, Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. Now, the Greek word that's translated here as without honor is actually just one word, without honor. And that word is atomus. I think I got it up here. Atomus, A-T-I-M-O-S, atomus. Okay? And this word atomus, if you study it out, it means to dishonor. It means to treat as common or to treat as ordinary. See, if you want a common or ordinary marriage, let me tell you how to get one. 
you dishonor your spouse. You treat them as common. You treat them as ordinary. Why in the early years of our, of our relationships is it great? And is it, you know, you're in love and oh, I love you, Pookie. I love you too, right? Because you're continually showing honor. You're opening doors. You're bringing presents. You're presenting flowers. You know, you're, I love you, cupcake. I love you too, buttercup. You know, and it's it just, things are just, you know, you're showing honor over and over again. But what happens? What happens is we get married, and all of a sudden we start to take one another for granted. Come on, this is good preaching. You begin, instead of showing honor, you treat one another as common and as ordinary. And what was once great now becomes common and ordinary. And once what we once honored now, we're not intentionally doing it, but we are dishonoring it by treating it as common and an ordinary relationship. Oh, I'm preaching. Preaching in this house. Now, the flip side of this dishonor is the word honor. And it's the Greek word. Y'all didn't know I was a Greek scholar, did you? Time. Oh, yeah, I can eat all the Greek foods. Time. It looks like time, but it's actually pronounced tome. Tome. And it means to value, to respect, to highly esteem, to treat as precious or valuable. I'll give an example. I have a basketball sitting there in my office here in the church, uh, uh, back in the hallway. And uh, this basketball would otherwise just be a common, ordinary basketball. But it's valuable to me because one of the legendary basketball coaches of all time, the great Eddie Sutton. Come on now. That's a good place to say amen. Back when we were pastoring over at June Rose, uh, at that time, Todd Hyatt. He was, uh, I remember Lieutenant Governor Todd Hyatt. Uh, he and his family were part of our church, and, and uh, he, uh, you know, he knew I was a huge OSU fan, and, and he knew Eddie, and so somehow connections were made. And so Jenny and myself, we got to go over one uh, day at lunchtime, eat lunch with Coach Sutton, and talk to him for a few moments, and and he uh, wrote a note, and he put uh, my name and Jenny's name at the top, and he wrote a note in the middle, then he signed his name at the bottom, Coach Eddie Sutton. Now, this ordinary ball is now extraordinary to me because someone's name's on it, Jenny's, (laughs) right? Now, at my house, I've got three common basketballs that my kids play outside with all the time. They're just basketballs, and, and, and you know, uh, we, sometimes they're left outside. Sometimes they get bounced in the mud. Sometimes they get left in the backyard, and the dog uses them as a chew toy. But they're common basketballs. This one, though, is valuable to me because of the names that are on it. And now in my office, I have it in a special case. And I'm lifting it up on my bookshelf to display for all to see and that you can take pictures beside it for $5 after service. (laughs) But I value this basketball. And I don't treat it as common or ordinary because I value it. What does honoring do? I I, I honor this basketball. I mean, in a weird way, what, what does it do? Honor esteems, it lifts up. Dishonor devalues and tears down. To honor someone is to believe the best about them. To dishonor them is to believe the worst about them. Honor lifts, dishonor tears down. Let me give you an example. Right. 
Years ago, uh, when we were over at Sepulpa, Jenny and I, uh, we were pastoring, and there's this young couple, they were in our youth ministry, and then they decided to get married, and, and they had a nice wedding and stuff, and a few years, or a few months into their marriage, they come in and they wanted to talk to me and Jenny, because, you know, the, the honeymoon was over, you know, it was, it was over real quick. And so when they come in, they start talking to us. They, we were meeting with them, and we'd met with them over and over again. And the wife was uh, uh, very dishonoring to her husband right in, in front of us, just talking straight-up trash about him in, in front of him. And, and I was about to say something, you know. I was, I, was, I was keeping my holy Pentecostal cool. But I was about to say something like, girl, you are tripping, you know. <laughs> you know? And, and just as I was about to say something, my, my lovely wife spoke up and just beat the snot out of her. Uh, no, she didn't. I'm just kidding. But she did speak up. And she said, honey, she goes, we, we need to talk. And I'm kind of paraphrasing. It's been years ago. I've slept since then. But I just remember her telling her, I remember Jenny telling this young girl, one of the reasons your marriage is such ro- so rocky right now is because you continually dishonor your husband. Look at the way you're talking to him. And the wife piped back. And, and it made me feel good, you know. But she said, well, if I had a husband like yours, I wouldn't have any problem honoring my husband. And I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> right? Preach, sister. <laughs> and Jenny, just without missing a beat, she piped right back and she goes, well, maybe my husband is who he is because I show him honor. Yeah. That's good. And I was like, I like her answer better. <laughs> That's a good point. Because honoring lifts up and encourage it builds. And maybe you're here this morning you say, well, I can't treat someone with honor because they're not living or acting honorably. Write this now. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Respect is earned. Honor is is given. You can honor someone just because of the position or who God has placed around you. We can all think politically right here. And there are so many things that, as a man of God, I disagreed with our former administration about. Just, just being real. But I still was called as a man of God. Not, not, not a pastor. Not, not a pastor. Just as a man of God to honor that position whether I agree or not. And right now, whether you agree with anything that's going on right now, we're, we're, we're not here to take a ballot or vote, okay? That's in a couple of months. But right now, it is our responsibility as a Christian not to bash and not, 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 to, not to get up and just, just ridicule and mock and make fun of. It is our responsibility as a Christian to honor and then to pray for the one who's leading us, the one who's in charge. No matter if they're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, or Sooner. We're we're even called, or a cowboy, we're called. We're called to honor. How do you know what I'm talking about? We're called to honor. Honor is freely given. You can honor someone just because of the position or the, 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 who God's placed around you. 
You may think, well, I'll treat them with honor when they start living honorably. Now check this out. You treat them with honor. And what happens a lot of times is that honor you treat them with, they rise up and it causes them to start living honorably. That's hard to do. Honor empowers. It encourages us. The reason our country may be the way it is over and over again is because over and over again we have devalued people by dishonoring them. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be sorry. I'm sick of Facebook right now. I'm sick of the news. I'm sick of social media. Yeah. It's got to change. Yes, it has. Our nation has got to change. Yeah. And it, the change doesn't begin on, in, in November with a ballot and a vote. Change begins right now in the house of God with Christians standing up saying, we will enact this change in our life. Yeah. We will do it. Watch what a spirit of dishonor does to the Son of God, to Jesus Christ himself. Everybody still with me? Oh, aren't you glad you come to church this morning? Yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, hey, this is good. I'm glad I got still toes. Awesome. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Watch what a spirit of dishonor does to the Son of God. The very next verse, Mark 6, 5, and 6, Jesus could not do any miracles. Jesus could not do, not would not. I studied this out. There's got to be something different meaning there. No, Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Now check this out. It doesn't say he wouldn't. It says that Jesus, it doesn't say he would not. It says he could not do any miracles except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. There was a lack of honor. And where there was a lack of honor, there was a lack of faith. Jesus could not do what he wanted to do in other places because there they did not honor him and they did not believe in who he was. Why is it that we are a culture without honor? Why is I'll tell you why because write this down we are culture without honor because we keep dishonoring God we're a culture without honor because we keep dishonoring God this is not a message for for the sinner and for the, the, the you know this is a message for the church I'm talking to the church today I'm talking to those who are born again sanctified Bible believing people we are a culture without honor is because we keep dishonoring God. All true honor is born out of a heart that is surrendered to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Psalm twenty-two, twenty-three, it says this. It says, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. All the descendants of Israel. The problem is, is this. Just like our marriages and just like relationships, we are treating God as common. We are too familiar with him. He's too ordinary. He's the big guy upstairs. He's the, come on, somebody. He's the big man. He's my homeboy. I see, you know, when I was first started off in youth ministry, we had t-shirts, Jesus is my homeboy. It made me sick. He is not your homeboy. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He rules, he reigns. He's coming back with a sword. He's coming back in power. He's coming back in honor. He's coming back in authority. And we better get some things straight before he makes his return. We treat him as common. We treat him as ordinary. You walk around, you hear his name all the time. <laughs> and it's done in a very common, ordinary way. Right. Come on. Right. We got to make valuable the name of the Lord. How many baseball fans are in the house? Baseball fans. All right. Three of us. Good. Well, this is going to go really well. How many of you have ever heard of the name Babe Ruth? Oh, yeah, my favorite candy bar, right? No, <laughs> he's a baseball player. 
And, and he makes a pretty good chocolate bar, too. Yes. Babe Ruth, um, throughout his entire career, there were seven baseball bats that he signed. And all seven baseball bats were, were home run bats, bats that he had hit home runs. He just wanted to sign seven, and that was it. And so throughout his entire career, now he signed lots of baseballs and probably hats and stuff like that, but he only signed seven bats. And his agent was in charge of these seven bats, signed seven, seven bats. And um, the first one, the very first bat he signed was actually lost for decades. No, no, nobody knew where it was. They tried to track it and trace it, and they couldn't figure out. And his agent had gave it away as a, uh, uh, as a prize for a home run contest uh, there in the, in the minor leagues, I believe it was. And when this guy won it, it actually disappeared. And they really didn't, wasn't able to trace where this guy was or where, you know, who he was or where he was at. And that they lost track of this bat for a number of years. But for years, this gentleman kept this bat that he had won as his prized and most honored possession. And on his deathbed, he lived to be 86 years old, and on his deathbed, he had outlived everyone in his family, and he didn't have any kids to give the bat to. And so the last two years of his life, he fell ill, and uh, as he was battling sickness in his body, he had the same nurse for two years. And so he gave the nurse, the lady who took care of him his last two years of his life, before he passed away, he gave her this bat. He said, you're the closest person to me, and I love you, and I want you to have my most valuable possession. Well, this nurse didn't know a whole lot about baseball, but she knew it was pretty special. So for the next 18 years, she kept it in a safe place under her bed, and she honored it just like the way the guy who gave it to her honored it. She kept it very, very neat, very, very clean, very, very uh, prized. Well, this nurse come on hard times financially. And her dream was to open up a business. She wanted to open up a restaurant. And so she thought, I wonder if that bat is worth anything. And so she took that bat down to the sports memorabilia store. And she asked him, she goes, hey, is this worth anything? And the guy's eyes got real big, he said. And over the next couple of weeks, this guy brought in experts to take a look at this bat. And they finally deciphered that this bat was actually the very first of the seven autographed bats, Babe Ruth bats. And when she put this bat up for an auction in 2006, this first bat went for $1.8 million. You can go home and look under your beds now, huh? So she opened up a restaurant. And after she opened up the restaurant, she took all the remaining money. And with the remaining money, she started a foundation. And this foundation served the children that Babe Ruth wanted to serve at the end of his life. And there was a reporter who came up to her and asked her, he said, you had $1.8 million. Why did you put a majority of that money to a foundation to help others? And I love her response. She said, and I quote, the bat was the only value, the bat was only valuable because Babe Ruth's name was on it. And so the only reasonable thing I could do was something that would honor his life because he is the one who made it valuable. Yeah. 
I'm about to preach and we're about to wave hankies. Are you ready? We're done. We're closing right now. This is the close. You are valuable because of the name that is upon your heart. And that name is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ himself. What he accomplished at the cross at Calvary, being that man in the middle, made us valuable. So valuable that he came and gave his life for you and me. We are valuable in the Father's eyes. And the only reasonable response that we have is to do something with our lives that honors the one whose name makes it valuable. (laughs) Woo! Come on, somebody. It's the only reasonable response to living this life as a Christian. It's the only reasonable, not to live life for ourselves, not to live life so that we can, so that someone can honor us, but to live our life in such a way that we might honor him. It's true honor. And so today I just want to encourage you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, you know, relationships and marriage, but I'm going to start with this relationship with Jesus Christ. Because we will not be a generation who gives God lip service, but we will give him honor. Man, there's a group in here. Margie is back there, and Deborah is back there, and uh, Linnell, she's usually here, and then Carrie is here, and and we have tons of people. I knew if I started calling out names, I'd just, there's tons of people who are here every Wednesday who are are serving a generation. There's people sitting in front of you, they're serving a generation, and we're serving this generation, not so that we could just give God lip service, but we truly want to raise up a generation that will honor the heart of God Almighty that will honor his name. And when we realize who we are, we realize we are who we are because of what he did. And we realize that because of what he did, he has put his name on us. And the only reasonable thing that we can do is to lift our hands and to lift our voice and to live our lives in such a way that honors the one who gave value into this life. And his name is Jesus. It's Jesus. So let's not be, let's not be a people who forget honor. And I want to say this as, as I close. This is my second close, and I got one more. <laughs> Let me say this. This church, as we talk about honor, this church, I've been a part of some, some amazing churches that, that really know how to do it and do it well. But this church is tops when it comes to showing honor. The honor that you have shown me and my family as we come in, there's been times I lay my head down at night and I go, this is, uh, God, what, what, <laughs> when's the hammer going to fall? Can I just be real? When's the hammer going to fall? Because this, this has been really, really good. This has been an extra long honeymoon. The, the, the marriage can the marriage really be this good? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And when I ask that question, and I, it sounds like a lack of faith, but when I ask that God, when, when's the hammer going to fall? He just says, stop looking for it. Yes. It ain't coming. Thank you, this is how the body of Christ you, should be. Yes. This is how the body, and you guys are Fantastic. Fantastic. And I believe that we as a body are fantastic because we have a fantastic leader. Yes. We have a fan. There's only one pastor in this house. Yes. And when we're in town and I'm with pastor, he, he, 
he makes me feel like I can take on the world. He makes me feel like I can invade hell with a water pistol and win. Because <laughs> when we're in town and I'm, he's introducing me to someone, he's always introducing me with such honor. And I'm like, stop, stop, because i got to live up to this. <laughs> because why? Because when we honor someone, it makes them live up to what, come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And so pastor keeps, keeps just giving me this honor as he introducing me to people. And then the things that you guys have done for our family, oh, my goodness. And I'm just like, stop, stop. I, I don't know if we can handle this. I don't know if we can do this. But no, keep going, keep going, keep But stop, <laughs> you know. This is an incredible, incredible body. I know we have many who are not here this morning. Maybe they're listening online. Maybe they'll listen to the podcast later this week. This is an incredible body. And you guys, when it comes to honor, you know how to do it. And you know how to do it well. Let's take that and let's change our community. Let's change our area. Let's let's, let's, Let's let this that God's doing here infiltrate this area. And let's, as we change our community, let's, let's, not, let's change our county. And I know we're right here. We've got three counties in about two miles. Let's change all three of them. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. And then once we do that, hey, we, we, we've got a whole three-county section, the tri-county area. Yes. Why don't we just change northwest Oklahoma? Hallelujah. And then, then while we're doing that, why don't, we, why don't we just go ahead and change western Oklahoma? Hallelujah. And then while we're doing that, why don't we just extend that on to all of Oklahoma? And then while we're doing that, why don't we come on somebody? God's looking for someone, for somebody, for somebody individually, and somebody as a body, as a collected group, that he can start this move through. I say, why not us? Why not Elm Grove? Why not a revival that hits this place? Where this place is, is packed with people, not so we can shout our numbers from the rooftop. But so God can receive glory and people's lives can be forever changed. Yes. When we start honoring people, people will live to the place of which you honor them too. Yes. I believe that with all my heart. Yes. You want something different in your marriage? Honor your spouse. Yes. Right. Honor them. If you, that, that, that word coming out of your own mouth, you're just like you're the best person I've ever seen in my life. Come on, somebody. Yes. Well, you act just like your f- yes. heavenly father. <laughs> oh, I see people looking at each other right now. <laughs> we had, we, we had, we had, yeah. This is good. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Maybe the challenge. Because we know how to do it in church. Maybe the challenge is at home. Maybe the challenge is on on the job site. That's my biggest challenge. Carolyn's back now. (laughs) Every time she comes in, me and Pastor, we got to do one of these. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she lets us stop right here. We don't have to go all the way down. She <laughs> but we're going to show honor. Yeah. And so here's the way I'm, I'm, I'm close this really weird today. I'm going to close this really, really weird. 
okay? You may may not come back next week. I don't know. I'll be in Disney World. Um, (laughs) These next five minutes, I know it's 12 o'clock right now, okay? But here's what I want to do these next five minutes. Because everyone in this house is worthy of honor. That we've got teachers in this house who teach our kids every Sunday morning. We've, we've got a Sunday school leader. Where's, where's Betty? Betty right here. Gets our Sunday school department ready every Sunday. We've got, we've got people who open the doors and, and unlock and then and make sure we're safe as we're worshiping. We've got people who help out with youth and help out with kids. We have people who help out with, with uh, 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 rib dinners every, you know, the third Friday night of every month. We got people who help out here at the church with yard and just, just helping out with whatever we need done. Man, TC has been just a blessing this summer. We've got people who funeral dinners and 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 after uh, afterglows or or uh, after parties we have in the, in the lobby. You know, after Father's Day, they they run. They want to help out with that. We have people who make cookies on you know for our powerhouse kids. Man, they come and they give their time and they make cookies. And and every once in a while, they may be one or cookie one or two cookies short. I, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> hey hey hey! Right. But there's so many people, and there's, you know, there's so many people in here who, who maybe we just pass by on Sunday mornings and we never stop and we never say, hey, thank you. I want to honor you. I want to honor you. Thank you. I just want to bless you. Yeah. I want to say what a delight it is. Maybe it's the person you're sitting beside right now, and you just enjoy sitting beside them on Sunday mornings. I want you to lean over and say, hey, I just, man, I love sitting beside you. Okay, if you're sitting beside your spouse, you better say that. <laughs> you better say that. But I want to give us five minutes, and we're going to put five minutes on this clock. Go that five-minute countdown. And I want you to take five minutes, and if, if you can't get up, you, you just stay right where you're at. But if you can, I want to say, when we do the meet and greet, you know, this is how I want to end today. Not meet and greet, but honor and respect and love. And so I want to spend five minutes just walking around. And I don't want you just, you know, shaking hands and saying, hey, you know. Yeah. I want you to say something. Cindy, I'm so, so thrilled that you teach our kids on Sunday mornings. And man, our kids come and they, they love when, you know, they love coming in. They, they, they know they're getting yogurt and all kinds of good stuff. I sneak in there too. You don't know it, but it's just awesome, awesome time. And then there's so many others. Five minutes. Just get up and let's spend five minutes in honor to one another. Okay, and then we'll we'll meet right back. We'll pray a prayer dismissal, and we'll go home. But five minutes honoring one another in this place. Let's do it right now. I'll have our gifts. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, we're not going to interrupt this honor fest going on. God bless you guys. We love you. Hope to see you back tonight for Bible study. God bless you.